What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to, you guessed it, Raving Geeks. Your weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, coming to you from Stark Tower this week. And I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-hosts today, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. Uh, this week's question, uh, actually, this this one comes from us because we wanted to we wanted to answer this one. Is um, this week's question is who would you want to play you in a movie adaptation of your life? Um, I shall start. I have been told, uh, or I was told throughout high school that um, I reminded people of Sheldon. From the Big Bang Theory, so I think my default answer is um, is Jim Parsons. However, if I could have anyone like ignoring like whether they look or sound or act like me, uh, I think I'd go with Josh Brolin. After seeing Ooh. him play uh, Cable and Thanos, I really want I really want him to bring that vibe to me as a person. Just like you know me me going to like my freshman year biology class, and they're like, Ah, Brendan, what do you think about this question on evolution? And it's like. I will cause the next evolution of humanity <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Like I, w- I want to hear Josh Brolin, like make me sound cool. I'm sorry, um, little one. <laughs> I'm sorry, little so, one. So it's going to be mostly lying about your life. Yes, exactly. This is a moody adaptation. There's some, they have some leeway. <laughs> it's based on actual or inspired by inspired actual Inspired by events. true events. Um, yeah, they just got my hometown right. And then the rest, I fight off an alien invasion. Yeah. Alrighty, well that's me. Um, all right, so uh Isaac Hunter here. Hello, uh dutiful audience. Um if if there was a movie adaption on my life, I was thinking about this for a while. Um and I decided to go the more comedic route of I would I would want um an overhead narration by Michael Caine. <laughs> But then I would want myself played by Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yes. We <laughs> so love, like we love the man that never is ages. On TikTok. Yeah, almost like internal monologue is like <laughs> there I was <laughs> or Michael Caine. I can't even do his voice. Michael Caine. Yeah. Why do we fall down so we can learn to pick ourselves back up again? <laughs> That's the first and last line of the movie. <laughs> and the whole yeah. movie just Paul Rudd like physically like tripping and being clumsy. Yeah, a lot of slapstick humor, just like in real life. Ah, oh, are you okay, buddy? I've broken many bones. Oh no. Hope. Uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, hey everyone, I'm Hope Gutterall. Um, I also went the comedic route, but not in Isaac's way. <laughs> um, I went more like new girl thinking um so and I had trouble coming up with my second answer because I chose Zoe Deschanel to play me good choice um, good choice because I feel like how she plays Jess on New Girl is very much like on point 
Um, but I have to have my best friend in there that I've known since sixth grade. Um, and so I originally put Jennifer Lawrence, but then I started remembering that Hillary Duff is going to be in How I Met Your Father. And I was like, maybe Hillary Duff would be better. Oh, but like, I also don't know which would be better for her, but I would need like, I would need my best friend in the comedy. So, yeah. Understandable. Nice. <laughs> um, speaking of Zoe Deschanel, I just saw a, a meme the other day. It was like, um, I didn't understand how like uh, people didn't see that Clark Kent was Superman until I saw Zoe Deschanel without bangs. Um, but it's a different and the, person. I, yeah, no, like just you see her as Jess, and then it, like she's like doesn't have bangs, and it's like a different style of makeup than Jess yeah. would have, and that's it. It's like, that's, oh, like the only difference. There's Zoe Deschanel, and then there's the girl that was an elf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those so, aren't the same person. Are you kidding me? She's blonde. She no, doesn't have all. glasses. No. Exactly. Oh man. Um, so well, thank you all very much. Uh, I think I think um, we've given HBO or Netflix or whoever wants to take on these adaptations good good casting advice. So uh, now let's get things started with some geek news. Um, anyone got some some juicy news for us this week? I I can start um, since mine's kind of a negative news. Um, puts the N in news. Uh, no, it's just that um, Marvel has. Uh, officially i guess canceled the guardians of the galaxy's comic series oh yeah i saw that like i got really confused at first because i thought they were talking about the movies and then yeah i read it was the comics which aren't yeah. there only, like 10 comics or something in it too no i mean they're 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 a good amount of comics because they started with like the old guardians of the galaxies you know like yondu and stuff like i i have a comic from from that and that started i think in the 90s if not 80s um but I guess it's kind of just like it's gone for so long because so they have a what was once one of Marvel's highest rated ongoing series is no more. As of this past Wednesday, Guardians of the Galaxies has been canceled by the House of Ideas. But the last issue of the publishers, the last annihilation, even slowing down to its final moments, lettering on the last page declared the end of the run reading. And it says the end. Thanks for everything. And see you at Gosnell's. And Gosnell's is like a bar in space. Um. And obviously, like, Marvel Comics is so big that, like, anyone can, you know, the way it works is that you can have another adaption, but it's just, there's no, like, mainstream, like, ongoing comic, I guess, that they're pursuing, which is pretty interesting. Uh, I guess this is the, just, like, the standard Guardians of the Galaxy as a t title, not, like, Rocket and Groot or anything, you know? Well, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy has never been one of their biggest selling comics, like, after yeah. the movie there i think there was a spike but yeah like definitely. there was that was a big bet throwing the guardians in a movie when they did it and that it paid off um eternals is like something similar where like they've had like they had a really good run but like the eternals comics like right now are not yeah they're not being talked about as much doesn't i'm pretty sure they still exist though so hmm, that's that's sad to see because those are good characters but, but yeah anyway so, um yeah. my news is also marvel related um, as of right now, uh, at the time we're recording this, but a few days ago, when y'all are hearing it, um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, has officially been released in theaters. Um, and then a few days ago, from when we're now recording this, um, Tom Hardy and uh, Andy Serkis, the director, um, 
of Venom Let There Be Carnage uh, asked fans and urged fans to stay till the very end and promise not to spoil the end credit scene of the movie. Um, obviously, that like normally goes without saying, like don't spoil it and like stick to the end for most Marvel movies. But the fact that Tom Hardy went out of his way to urge fans not to makes me think there might be some multiverse action coming in. So um, that that was an interesting quote. Also, I didn't realize Andy Serkis was the director of this movie. So yeah, neither did I until like I saw a picture of him like with Tom Hardy. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, what's Gollum doing? On yeah. <laughs> I guess in this case, he'd probably be Ulysses Claw. But oh. anyway, that's my news. All right. Well, I'll start. I'll start my news on the Marvel track. Um. So. Shang-Chi is officially the biggest film of 2021 with a box office total of nearly $200 million. Um, and it's only hasn't even been out for a full month yet, I don't think. And so like, it's apparently a very good movie. I still have yet to see it, but it's like- a, it's, it's a very good, good movie. Yeah, it's a very good movie. <laughs> it's a top 10 Marvel movie for sure. I believe it. At least top um, 11 going away from Marvel, but still like having the Marvel, Tom Holland has a huge deal in place with Netflix now. Um, the person who was writing the article said their insider person at Netflix, like told them this was a thing, but like have, hasn't been able to get any details. Well, I will update y'all on that, but it's gonna be like um, Henry, yeah, Henry Cavill um, with The Witcher and Enola Holmes. Um, so we are going to get more Tom Holland content on Netflix, so I'm excited. Um, also, on today that we are recording, according to Twitterverse, it is hashtag International Podcast Day. So, woo, happy National International Podcast Day to us. Um, and then my final bit of news is that there is going to be a new graphic novel slash comic series that is solely based um, around Latina, Latinx characters. Um, and it's, so East Los Angeles based uh, Chicana writer and director, Caden Phoenix was excited that there would be more representation throughout the comic book ranks. Um, and so she is the founder of Phoenix Studios and the, creator and writer of A La Brava, a Latin superhero graphic novel series currently featuring five distinct Latina characters. Phoenix got the idea when she was deciding on her next future feature project to write. When she wrote the script about a team of Latina superheroes, most of the people she shared it with wondered why her newest endeavor didn't include a comic book. And she goes on to say that she's never written a comic book before, um, so like that wasn't her first thought process, but she adapted her script into a graphic novel and recruited an all of the Latinx team of artists from the United States and Mexico. So it is very uh, authentic. And so in late 2019, she released her first graphic novel, uh, Jalisco, named for the main superhero a uh, folklorico dancer with sharp blades sewn into her skirt. Mm. Um, so I am super excited. Um, they're only like $15 on the website. And so I may be getting them 
soon. And like, I'm really excited for that because that's definitely something we need more representation of and like good representation, not just white people writing off Latinx people as yeah. bad. So so this was a, a comic book that was unveiled. Yeah. Um, was this unveiled in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month or was this just a project in the works and it happened to, they happened to go forward th- at this time? I think it was, so the first one was released in 2019, but I don't think that like, um, it gained any like notoriety or anything until probably recently because of Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, and so people were looking for, you know, Hispanic um, authors and everything. Yeah. And so they found this and like I said, I am really excited. And like the artwork looks phenomenal too. So awesome. yeah. Cool. I encourage everyone to look into it. I love hearing about new things. That's the, even though with this school year, I don't have that much time to read new things. So I'll put it on my list for next semester. All righty. Well, that is our geek news for, for this week. Um, now, we're moving on. We, we, uh, something we want to discuss this week. I know last week with uh, Hope's recommendation, she recommended the uh, Amazon Prime adaptation of Cinderella with Camille Cabello. Um, and then that got us talking about like, hey, you know, there's a lot of different like adaptations. And I know we know that like... Um, a little while ago, we did one on some of our like favorite adaptations and what makes a good adaptation. But this one was a little bit different because like Cinderella is a well-known story that has been retold a couple different times and things like that. So uh, that was what we wanted to discuss a little bit is is over time, how do stories evolve and change with their time? So Hope, do you want to give us a quick little overview of what, what happens in yeah. the new Cinderella movie? Okay, uh, so the new Cinderella movie, it you think that it's going to be like the regular Cinderella tale that we've known since Disney. Um, but it's actually like more empowering to the characters, especially more the female characters. Um, so like Camille Cabello's character, Cinderella, wants to be a fashion designer and have her own store. And of course her stepmother's like, no, you're a female. Like females don't have stores. Like that's stupid. Um, And of course she still tries, but then like her stepsisters are actually kind of nice to her too. And like, they try to support her because they're like, oh, that's really pretty. Like um, when it comes time for the ball and everything and Cinderella comes out with her new, with the dress that she designed, her stepsisters are like, well, we're not going because she's the prettiest out of all of us. Oh, they don't Um, just rip it apart? (laughs) Well, Adina Menzel's stepmother uh, throws an ink bottle on it and is like, oops, there's oh. ink all over it. You can't go to the ball. Um, but the other thing I liked about it was besides the music just being like tunes that you know, like um, Somebody to Love by Queen, um, Let's Get Loud from JLo and Gloria Estefan. Um, like, the male characters too, like Pierce Brosnan plays the king and he's very like, no, my son has to find a bride and I would prefer it to be a princess. But, you know, if my son is willing to date to marry a commoner, then, hey, he is still getting married. Um, but he has to also change his ways and gets like tough love from his wife and everything. And um, and so like Cinderella and the prince actually meet in the town too. 
um, because the prince goes out in disguise as a commoner. Um, so yeah, it's really good. It also has Billy Porter in it from um, Kinky Boots on Broadway. Um, and Billy Porter is fairy godmother and says the amazing line after Cinderella asks for um, fairy godmother to make the glass slippers comfortable is that magic can only do so much. <laughs> so. Uh, yes, we love arbitrary uh, limitations on godlike power. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, hey, it's women's fashion, it's going to suck. Yeah. Um, no pocket. Nothing can overcome the patriarchy's design of women's footwear, not even Which, Patrick. I would like to magic. point out that heels were originally designed for males. As they so they should be taller. So we can be tall. Yes. And so superior. Tall as Brendan. Yes. It's all like Brendan. Um, oh yeah, they didn't yeah, know it, that I was six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> Flats? I would never wear flat shoes. Uh, if I wore high heels to Cedar Point, they'd kick me off the rides. <laughs> I, I'm about that close on most of them. They give me they give me the stink eye when I walk on them. <laughs> That's lovely. But yeah, so that adaptation, and it also, the ending is different too, um, but I don't want to spoil it because it's actually a good ending. Not what you're used to of like, oh, Cinderella just gets married. No, it's it's a good ending. Mm -hmm. um, and this is one of many adaptations of the Cinderella story. Um, so behind me, if you're watching on YouTube, I have the movie poster from a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff and um, Chad Michael Murray, um, which I would also like to point out, his jersey colors match a very specific team that I love and are way better than whatever uh, Hawaiian blue team is in Detroit. Um, oh, we don't, we don't claim, yeah, we don't claim to be good. <laughs> the, the fun part is losing in spectacular fashion. Do you, do you see, not only did we have a really bad call on us this weekend, a dude broke a record to just beat our butts. Yes. Okay, this isn't our sports podcast, but um, yeah, anyway. Hey, we geek out about sports, so technically it's still a geek thing. Um, she's, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She, she's not wrong, but okay, I guess we should, let's just start co-oping the other CM Life podcast by saying, <laughs> you can geek out about these things and just talk about what they're going to talk about, but since we come out on Monday, we're coming out before them. Yeah. Don't tell them we're doing that. Power I really hope geeks. they don't listen to this one. <laughs> We're trying to get them more listeners. So why would they complain about that? Exactly. If you like this one episode, go listen to the other one. Anyway, uh, off track. Um, <laughs> um, so there are very, a lot of um, Cinderella films. So we've got Ever After starring Drew Barrymore. Um, it's called Ever After a Cinderella Story, which was made in 1998. Um, in the A Cinderella franchise or Cinderella story franchise you have a Cinderella story from 2004 another Cinderella story 2008 that was with uh Selena Gomez, Selena Gomez. that was I liked that one a lot <laughs> uh you have a Cinderella story once upon a song with Lucy Hale from oh, really? uh Pretty Little Liars yep oh I know Lucy Hale she was in Supergirl for a little while I think oh yeah I forgot about that um one or a Cinderella story, if the shoe fits, which um, 
I'm suddenly blanking on her name, but the girl who was in Descendants as Evie um, is in that one. Dove Cameron? No, Evie was the blue hair. Daughter <laughs> of who? Uh, Sophia Carson. Oh, That's okay. who I'm thinking of. Um, and a Cinderella story, Chris, uh, the shoe, if the shoe fits was uh, 2016, Once Upon a Song was 2011, and a Cinderella story, Christmas Witch, Wish, was in 2019. I don't know that one. Um, but then you've also got Ella Enchanted with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. <laughs> um, Does that one count as a yes. Cinderella story? Yes. Because she has a stepmother plus the stepsisters who basically make her do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, so it's that same archetype. And, and, and yeah. godmother. Yep. Okay. That makes yep. sense. Um, and I think there was something else, but I'm blinking. Oh, Rogers and Hammerstein. I, I was waiting for that. I was like, all Cinderella, of those. Yeah. Cinderella movie plus the musical. Rogers and Hammerstein's musical. So not just the movie where a black woman and a white man have an Asian son. Nah, he's but, an Asian man. He's an Asian man. Yes, he's an Asian but, man. But like, um, I was in the musical in high school, Rogers and Hammerstein. i not saying I prefer it to Disney Cinderella, but. Oh, don't let Disney hear you say that. But the prince has a very long name. <laughs> Christopher um, Rupert, Windermere, Vladimir, Carl, Francois, a few more. Um, and then there's also the live action Cinderella, right? In, in Disney's like lineup yes. of live action remakes. Yeah, yeah. With um, she just played. Um, didn't she just play in the sequel of Mamma Mia? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. As Donna. Played, yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's all the Into the, any into the Woods features yep. Cinderella and goes over that story. So, mm-hmm. the Broadway and movie. Yep. So, basically, what I'm hearing is ever since Disney co-opted the Cinderella idea yep. in 19... What year was the Disney original Disney version released? Nineteen uh, something It was after Snow White. And Snow White was uh, in, like, the 30s. Yeah. Uh, we have Google. I will. I was gonna say I'm googling it right now. Well, uh, anyway, 1950. 1950. So yes. ever since Disney co-opted it in 1950, there's been lots and lots and lots of spin-offs, all with different themes. Well, um, but are you aware that Cinderella has a history from before Disney co-opted the story in 1950? Yes. Yes. Um, it's also, and, it's not Grimm. It's Henderson, right? It's, Even before that. Charles um, Perrault. Yes, Perrault, I believe. Um, he as is a French. French major. Yeah, as a French major. Um, I'm very excited to talk about this part. Oh, it is Perrault. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so basically, back in like 1698 is when like the original like fairy tale came up. And then it got turned into like um, a, what is it? A play, like a, in, in France's version of Broadway um like an opera i think it was technically considered an opera with and with acts and everything that go through the same like the gist of it um like where it's called she's called cendrillon in french um oh i like that yeah cendrillon uh it's the whole (laughs) like cendrillon wants to go to the balls evil stepmother and stepsisters don't want her to go and then like fairy godmother comes in goes to the ball, Sandrion comes back from the ball, and then um, 
yeah, that that whole archetype um, comes from that story, and the same that's the same gist that got transferred into Disney. But then yes. uh, now we've got all the new ones, which are slightly different. Which, if you also want to go with the, um, so the other title for the book of Cinderella was the Little Glass Slipper, which mm-hmm. like makes sense because it's glass slipper. But like the Grim version, if you want a closer adaptation of the Grim version, it is in. Um, the play that we were just saying, oh my gosh. Into the Woods. Into Woods, thank you. Yeah, uh, the, the cutting of toes and heels. And the heels and the, the birds slipper. gouging out the eyes. Blindness. And well, that's the yeah. other really cool thing about all the like Brothers Grimm, like fairy tales we tell them now or retell them now. Is they're, they're, now they're meant for kids. And before they were meant for kids, but they were meant to scare children from not leaving the house. And Don't be a like, princess. Don't go to balls. Well, it's not even that. <laughs> like with the, the Cinderella one, it's like, yeah, don't disobey your like authority figures. Uh, like, don't don't fall for magic. That's the devil's stuff. It's okay. like that's fair. Oh. That's fair. That's fair. It, it, it's stuff like that, or like the what? What's another Grimm? Is Hansel and Gretel brothers Grimm? Yep, I think yeah. so. Don't one of them actually end up getting eaten in the original version? Like the witch eats one of them, and the other one just barely escapes with their life. And it's uh, like, yes, don't go I in the woods, actually- kids. Yeah, because they get, like, tricked into getting into the oven and or, like, into a yeah. pie or something. I mean, either way, they kill the witch, which is still dark. Yeah. Oh, uh, or you've got uh, Red Riding Hood that, in some adaptations, this, like, 12, 13-year-old girl goes and sleeps with the wolf. Sleeps with the wolf? I thought she gutted him. That, too. In the oh. original, in some of the originals, uh, she actually lays with the wolf and Here's oh, his brethren howling outside. Uh, yeah. Well, that's lovely. Um, I had a train of thought and that derailed it. Uh, <laughs> right. Fairy tales were dark originally is what we're yeah. going with. Um, and I don't know if any of you have ever seen like Family Guy's take on some of these. It's like there's the, the like they had a cutaway one time. It's like that's darker than a, like a German bedtime story. And it's like once there was a boy who liked to suck his thumbs. His mother told him to stop, but he would not. So she cut off his thumbs. Now he has no thumbs. The end. And, like, that's the story. And then when they retell all, like, the Brothers Grimm fairy tales, they all end with, like, a brutal chainsaw massacre. <laughs> and stuff like that. Surprise so, like, for family guy. No, but, like, that's that, that kind of used to be the point of some of these stories, is, like, a warning. But now it's, like, a romanticized version of, like, follow your dreams. Like, with most of these modern versions. Which I think yeah. is hilarious. Yep. Which I will say, like... The new Cinderella movie on Amazon Prime, like, I was really happy. It was, like, more of a follow your dreams than you need a prince to come save you and your life will be perfect after the prince. Like, Well, yeah. in medieval Europe, if, like, royalty wanted you by their side, that was the only way you got out of poverty. So not the 1950s, but, like, significantly before that, that was a good lesson. Like, marry rich. Yeah. Then we don't starve um but also like maybe that's not the best thing to do nowadays especially not with little girls trying to enforce that yeah i don't feel like we should teach anyone regardless of gender that go marry rich that'll make you happy unless you're my best friend and she wants to be a housewife so (laughs) i'd love to be a house husband i'm uh, my girlfriend listens to the pod um oh i guess i shouldn't dox you like that my bad um uh like, can you bleep that out? <laughs> is, there, is there any way you can do that? Thank you. 
my girlfriend listens to the podcast and if you're listening um i i would love for you to go make a bunch of money so that i can stay home and not not work for a living um that would be awesome i will clean the floor on my hands and knees every day um after i finish playing video games and eating sandwiches on the couch there it is that's what I was waiting for. I was like, after he's been sitting on his ass all day. Yeah, after, after I've been dirty. doing other non-cleaning things. So, <laughs> tangent again. But, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, anyways, the Cinderella stuff. Like, I think it's interesting how many times it has been adapted. Just, like especially within one series of like a Cinderella story let's add on it's like how many times can we redo this but at the same time they're all different from each other too Mm -hmm. like you expect the same thing but they're all different yeah like we talk about like the 21st century is like the time when like we've run out of ideas and everything's a reboot um but like the Cinderella stuff's kind of to the extreme Mm -hmm. like if you think about like going to the the idea of like Marvel too, like and how they kind of like reimagine some of their like characters. Like uh, the, the first one that comes to mind for MCU is like how they they go from they still use Tony Stark, but they like just change the the environment of the war. Like when he was first written, it was about the Vietnam War, and then in the movie, it's about uh, the conflicts in in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, yeah. So like, but these kind of like fairy tale ones have been a lot around for a lot longer than like the comic book heroes so they've had a lot more time to be adapted but have also like gone through a lot like more drastic change in narrative yeah well it's because they want like the younger audience and to be a family oriented family movie you know so that multiple people can watch it multiple times um you know and i think about like the nutcracker as well like it started off as just like a sweet for an orchestra and then you know the ballet and everything and now the recent movie uh nutcracker in seven realms four uh, realms yeah nutcracker in the four realms um that was in 2018 like it's been adapted to like fit the context as well because Clara's godfather that she goes to see that she gets her grandfather that she gets the nutcracker from is um Morgan Freeman and like that's a black character that wouldn't have had that role of like the inventor and like rich person who could give away everything like what culture did the nutcracker come from is that German I mean it's not like German yeah, in, in medieval Germany, you probably wouldn't have seen too many people of color. Yeah. Don't let me assume. Um, I, I know it's like Northern Europe, I think. So it might have been Germany or... Well, because it was Tchaikovsky. And... It was Tchaikovsky. No, he's mm-hmm. Russian. Russian. Russia. Well, so Russia, either way. wouldn't have seen. Too many people of color, no. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, even with the Cinderella movies, like they adapt to fit what's going on in the world. Like this Cinderella movie, even though, you know, it's set in a time when there's a king and like they have, you know, like a typical Cinderella story you would think of, um, it's still like the storyline and how everything ends is more for today's society. 
yeah we we adapt and change so our stories do too so and it's nice to use a character and like a, a narrative that we we're used to so you get a household name so you get people to watch it and like you want people to watch your movie so if you were like i want to tell this this message that's slightly different because i feel like my childhood stories aren't the stories i want to be telling to my kids but i still like this this base idea that i'm going through and working through that way mm-hmm. so anyway um yeah, I, I guess because we're talking about um, how movies change for the times. And of course, just on top of that, they to try and change anyways a little bit because no one wants to, to watch an exact like remake. It's got to be different a little bit because that's how they can make money. It's, you know, um, like, did I watch the live action Fox and the Hound? I did not because I There was a live action would... Fox and the Hound? Yeah what live action it's like not live actual like you know like animated like 3d like it's on disney plus um but i never watched it because i assumed i kind of assumed it'd be just like the original Um, wait i have to look this up i love fox (laughs) no 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 sorry not not fox and the hound not fox and the hound oh man i met lady in the tramp oh i'm sorry You had me going there for a sec. I was so excited. I love How the fuck. How dare you, Isaac? No, my, sorry. Um, I had a conversation today about Fox and the Hound, which is why it was still bonking around. That movie's sad as heck. Why do you love it? It is. <laughs> it's, my it's dad, a it's friendship. We hit a point where my dad said we can't watch it anymore because it's too sad. That was my dad's <laughs> favorite Disney movie. <laughs> Our dads are different. <laughs> my dad is like, oh, okay. I love watching my children cry. Yeah. My dad's Bambi like crying and he's like, I don't like okay. this. Bambi is sad. Bambi and happy? Yes. What they shoot the mom. Like, someone. Like, to be a hero, honest, you gotta be. Okay. To every be a hero, you have to be an Disney orphan. Movie, yeah, yeah. Every Disney movie starts with a death. Like Mufasa dies. That's the saddest one. Is Mufasa's death because they actually build his character first. Yeah. Like you yep. kind of like yeah, dad, and like this with Bambi's mom. It's like okay, she's in the movie for like five minutes. Mufasa's in the whole in the, for the whole first act. <laughs> well, and then you've also got um, the fox's name is Oliver, right? Um, no. Yes. No, it's not. It's not the Oliver. Is... Todd. It? Todd. Todd. Todd is the fox. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. no, uh, Oliver. Um, that's a Oliver and company. company. Yeah, but he's an orange cat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but Todd's I'm mom also dies. Stupid. Yeah. Because like the whole way that fox hunting works is you try and find the den and like start a fire on one side, have the dogs on the other, smoke them out, like. Let's stop talking about murdering foxes. I don't want to kill foxes. <laughs> like, we're going on with the you have to be an orphan first to be the hero. <laughs> so adapt. We could talk huh? about Loki with that too. Like Loki becomes an orphan. What are you talking about? First? Loki has a mother and a father. Both great his mother dies figures. and so does his father. Orphan is a fifteen hundred figure. Watch what if and tell me that Loki is better off without Odin. Wink. I mean, Any of you, you watch don't have to watch What If to know that he's better off without Odin. I watched it and I loved it. All right. Um, I mean, that counts as an adaption, right? Kind of. Um, adaptation? What yeah. If? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's that's a comic book series that they're, they're all from. adapted. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. Um, so, but also, I, I there was like this big, th- I was actually listening to a different podcast recently, 
and uh, I know, sorry, I, I, I don't mean to, to cheat on our podcast, but I do enjoy other podcasts. Um, and they mentioned that like Disney like tries to, they were talking about copyright infringement. And they're like, Disney tries to co-opt all these like stories that they like adapted from fairy tales. And there's like almost all of them were like some fairy tale or something before. They're like, but no, this is, we've done so much to this character. It's ours now to try and like keep it out of public domain. But like Cinderella, Snow White, Peter Pan, mm-hmm like all of these things that are like public domain stories and public domain characters that like anyone can use, but they're like, no, we did it different. So you can't use it like us, but they used it like the same way as the original character. So you kind of can't use it. Um, so really quick to finish off the last tangent. I didn't realize that Kurt Russell was the voice of Cooper, the hound from the Fox and the Hound. Oh, that would have been a young Kurt Russell. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I'm a hound dog. I I always forget uh, that what's his nuts is in Pocahontas. Um, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, oh. yeah. I oh. always forget it's Mel Gibson, and then I'll watch Pocahontas. I'm like, I Mel mean, Gibson. my great great, however many greats, uncle doesn't make an appearance though in Pocahontas, even though he married her, Disney. John Rolfe. John Rolfe married Pocahontas, not John Smith. Um, you're related to him? Okay, I was yep. going to say, you're going to skip over the fact that you're related? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uncle is uh, the uh, perfecter of tobacco. <laughs> That's what he's known for, besides taking Pocahontas to England. Uh, I think her Catholic name became Elizabeth, uh, and then she died of smallpox in England. she died, yeah. Yep. But, you know, Disney doesn't want to talk about that. They just want happy John Smith story. Let's oh, wait. So this is like, the happiest, <laughs> this is like the happiest episode of Raving Geeks we've ever had. We're just talking about smoking foxes out of their dens and, like, um, Native Americans dying of smallpox. And great. And this is why Perfect. we make adaptions that are different. Yeah. To yep. block out the pain. But also, I, as I have to, to point out, you keep saying adaptions. Isn't it adaptations? It is. I've adapted my speech. <laughs> I mean, like he wrote adoptions earlier. Adaptations. That's all right. Oh, don't change it. I'm just making sure that I'm not saying the wrong word. No, I'm saying the wrong word. Um, but anyways, so going back to what you were saying with Peter Pan, Peter Pan, there's actually um, copyright that J.M. Barry still has, like his foundation still has the copyright for it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so, like, Disney had to pay his foundation to be able to even make the original animated, but then they, like, screwed up part of it. Like, they didn't stay true to the original uh, play that he wrote. Not but as much the, um, Not as much well, kidnapping children? Is it so kidnapping like, if it's a child? Kidnapping another child? Isn't that the definition of kidnapping is a child? No. Yeah. A child kidnapping another child. No. Oh, but... In the in the original story, Peter Pan isn't a child; he's a demon. Oh, don't let's not talk no. about that. Well, oh, he was a child, and then yeah. became the angel of death. Well, debatable, but um, I think symbolism. that was after the the yeah. Um, but the movie that came out in two thousand three with uh, Jeremy Stumter playing Peter Pan and Jason Isaacs as Hook slash yeah. Mister Darling. Um, Lucius Malfoy was Captain James Hook. Um, He's in so much stuff. It's really funny. Um, he 
or he, that Peter Pan is a lot closer to the original script that J.M. Barry wrote. Um, but then you also have like the adaptation of the movie Pan that came out oh, a few years ago, and probably about five years ago when I say a few, um, with where it was like the origin story of Pan, um, which people weren't happy with because they made Hook and Peter to be friends. Um, and then also Tiger Lily wasn't a girl, she was a adult. Um, but it also added that Blackbeard played by Hugh Jackman was yeah. uh, Peter's grandfather. <laughs> You know, creative liberties, I, I guess. Um, um, well, I mean, if you're talking about Pan, we got to talk about the movie Hook, which was... Yes! Oh I love gosh. the movie Hook. So good. Yes. I absolutely love Robin Disney. Williams. Right? That's not Disney? No, it is Disney. It's Disney? It's, it's Disney. Oh, uh, man, that was it's so It's not good. a typical so Disney, but it's Disney. It's Disney. Yeah. It was... Gosh. I love that film. Because... An adult Peter Pan that goes Hook. back. <clears throat> Yes. yes and it's then it's good rufio. rufio and then the kid with the, the little lost boy with the dimples oh he was so cute you're doing it peter you're... sorry <laughs> oh man that's a that's my family loves that movie and um, then toodles gets his marbles back and he wasn't he was literally saying i can't find my marbles not my brain is going insane <laughs> i mean he wasn't saying but yes um if there's the I, are we only talking about film adaptions or because there's also there book adaptions? <laughs> well, there's like book adaptions, like the book Peter and the Star Catchers is an adaptation oh, yeah. of Peter Pan. And yeah. I love that book. And it's kind of like, it's also like a prequel. You've read the entire series, right? I've only read the first book. Okay. Um, which is like the Peter Pan story, basically. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's also a play. So yeah. there's another yeah. adaption. And then that one's another one that's like a, adapted for the times too. Like that one becomes more about, you know, home and family than the original, like, I guess, original, original story. Like, I guess, yeah. I guess when well, I think of like the Peter Pan story with like the lost, like the Disney one, it's like, oh, like it's about like, yes, you have like, you can build this life other, like other places, but they, at the end, the kids end up appreciating their original home. But like, mm -hmm. I feel like Peter and the Starcatcher is about like, I don't have one. Yeah. So where do I yeah. go from here? Orphans Lost Boys, which I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I think it's a more compelling plot than Peter going and taking two or I mean three rich kids from England and showing them around a magical world. I'd much prefer a story about underdogs and finding a home yeah. in a place that they don't well, have one. You've also got the uh, adaptation of Peter Pan in Once Upon a Time. Oh um, yeah. Where Peter is evil. So as good. well as Henry's great-grandfather and is the uh, Rumpelstiltskin's father. <laughs> yeah. But he's played by Robbie yeah. Kay, who's, like, our um, age. Yeah, he's a very, he's a, I mean, he's young Peter. And then there's his shadow. Oh, man. I do like the take on Peter Pan. I mean, I like the take on Hook from Once Upon a Time as well. How can you not? Oh, mm -hmm. man. Um, and then another like story about like other than another like thing at Disney, uh, you know, took over Snow White had a couple of adapt. I think it, they released in the same year was Snow White and the Huntsman. And I think it was Mirror Mirror. 
Yes. Is what it was called. Mirror Mirror was really good. Um, yes. The thing that like stuck out to me is like the mirror was like this alternate dimension, which I thought was a cool update um, to the like, because in, in the past, the mirror is just like, oh, the magic's going to show you what this is. And it's like, no, it's like this dark alternate universe that you could like go in and get trapped in. And it's weird. Yeah. Well, um, and then there was also, they made the play of the apple at the end because they really didn't use like the poisoned apple throughout much of it. And then, like, at the end, they're, like, you know, have the little old lady, oh, here you go, Snow White. She's, like, age before beauty. (laughs) But, but, yeah, that one, because I don't generally like, um, is it Lily James? Is that her name? The actress who played Snow White in that. Oh, I don't remember who played Snow White in Mirror Mirror. Um, I can look it up, though. She was the person who played Clary in the Shadowhunters movie. Um. Not the TV show, the movie. Um, Lily Collins. Lily Collins. But, like, I've never fully liked her acting. Like, there are times that all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, you could show more emotion. But for the most part, for me, she's kind of dry. But, like, this one, I was like, no. Like, she she did a good job for that role. And I think part of it was the script, too. But, like, that, that was a good role for her. And that one was, like, a darker take on Disney's version of Snow White, which I think kind yeah. of harkened back to more of the original. But then Snow White and the Huntsman was, like, a whole different thing. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, like, it's... Snow White fights back. Which, yep. I don't, I don't even, there's barely any dwarves in that one. No, not really. <laughs> it's really just a muscular Huntsman that, that, that was like, Chris Hemsworth. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> was there, there a sequel? Yes, yeah. it's called The Huntsman. Um, and the reason why Kristen Stewart wasn't in it is because it was rumored that she was having an affair with the director of the first one and therefore oh, yeah. could not come back for it. Um, but the second one follows the fact that uh, the evil queen, Charlize Theron, had a sister. And Charlize Theron, I think, I don't know, or the baby just died itself, but I think killed the baby of her sister because she wanted her sister's like power and attention and wanted her sister to be evil like her. Um, but essentially her sister adopts all these kids to make them like her family, but also like kind of turns them into an army of sorts. Cause like she teaches them how to fight and stuff. So like, that's why the huntsman knows how to fight. Um, and there's like a subplot of the huntsman having lover and like telling you why he was a drunk in the first Snow White and the Huntsman. And it all makes sense. I never saw the second one, but I did see the first one in theaters. I've seen um, bits and pieces of the second. So I, I was because when we were talking about Cinderella, I was like, it's weird because like Snow White is like one of the like the first like Disney movie, really, and it's it was like not a lot of adaptations. Adaptations, uh, said it right that time. But um, I don't know. Have, are you guys familiar with Sydney White and the Seven Dorks, with mm-hmm. Amanda Bynes as no as Sydney White? It's about <clears throat> Sydney White, a girl going to college, and she like moves she somehow moves into a fraternity but it's like the nerd fraternity and it's seven dorks and so it's all these like these seven different guys that all kind of like have different personalities that kind of match up with the dwarves um it's very cheesy uh there is like a prince figure that she's trying to be with um it's great <laughs> it's maybe Would it's not consider, great like scott pilgrim to kind of be a snow white adaptation because he has I to fight the seven stretch. evil You could really stretch the right. seven evil X's idea. Make the elastic. Okay. I mean, seven, seven is just a number. You know, like seven, not just a number, but like seven is a number that's found 
throughout history. Yeah. Uh, seven deadly sins, seven virtues, you know. So I don't know if I would go that far. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you can make the argument, though. I don't want to make the argument. I just popped in my head. And I please, please, Brendan. <laughs> would okay, you like next to week, have will... Chris Evans be in yeah. a Snow White adaptation? Oh, yes. Yeah, I want, I want him to play Snow White. Yeah. Um, we don't as have long a lot as we of get those. Anthony Mackie to play Cinderella. Um, I want to get some gender bent Disney princesses. I feel like there was a Cinderella. Oh, um, it was called Rags. It was called Rags and it had um Oh, was it the one on Nickelodeon? Yeah. And it was it was a guy who like wanted to be a singer or a dancer. And um, he worked at like a Oh dang! Isn't there like a bunch of different Disney movies, like Disney Nickelodeon? Like there was another one that came out at the same time, wasn't it? Like Let It Shine. That's not the same yeah, thing, though. It wasn't the same thing, but the, I that have one was the, more like. A... I think I I think the duo that I have on DVD is Rags and Big Time Movie from Big Time Rush. I think where that was too. Yeah, that would those would have been about the same time. But, um, but yes, so gender switching, um rags was how did i forget about rags uh that one had kiki palmer in it though so that's why you're thinking of let it shine because kiki palmer was in rags um as well as max schneider um and then a whole bunch of other people um drake bell Mm -hmm. was in it um but yeah it was he worked in I think it was a music store or something I thought or like his father his stepfather's restaurant or something um mm-hmm. and like his one stepbrother was nice to him but then the other one wasn't because he was following his dad's example and mm-hmm. yeah that one, that one was a pretty good movie too like you think of Nickelodeon you expect like cheesy movies but it was pretty good mm-hmm. oh, no I- <laughs> Nickelodeon has some 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 movies they, they have That's all I got hey, say. just go check out check out Paramount Plus. I love it. That's where they're housed. I'd love uh, to be sponsored by Paramount Plus. <laughs> and there's our weekly sponsorship. Yes, uh, Paramount <laughs> Plus. Would you like to? Uh, would you like to sponsor? I think we should make this a weekly bit. We we uh, pl- apply for sponsorship from uh, from a different um, from a streaming different, service. Uh, streaming not service? necessarily a, a streaming service. Look we'll at run out you, of those Apple pretty... TV. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but like each like a different like dome of geek culture we'll just we'll give our uh, our reasons why um so paramount plus uh we really like talking about um about nickelodeon movies that would be our uh that would we be our it. uh main plug uh, we'd bring in all of the nostalgia from nickelodeon to get all of our, our massive audience our on board. segment mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. We, we raving geeks uh once they'll they'll have a partnership with CM Life, we'll have a partnership with Paramount Plus, and our uh, the video of our podcast will just start airing as episodes and seasons on Paramount Plus. It's just more content for you guys. So, anyway, um, another adaptation. I know we talked about Red Riding Hood earlier, but we do have the Amanda Seyfried Red Riding Hood movie that came out in 2011. Have well, if, if we're it? talking about Red Riding Hood adaptations i know what you're talking about and we're talking about red riding hood adaptations we got to talk about hoodwinked yeah. oh my god oh my gosh it was yes. such a good movie oh uh, that so one was much, just I was so watching, crazy too 
<laughs> so for those of you who haven't seen Hoodwinked, that, this is like an animated movie that is like uh like a kind of a detective story, like a whodunit in the, yeah. in the Red Riding Hood universe of like, oh, you know, someone, tr- you know, the wolf was trying to kill Riding Hood, but then like this big heist happened and who took all the stuff? And it's just this weird like wild ride and the grandma's like, kind of like a badass that goes like yeah. skiing and stuff. And then there was a sequel that was also pretty good and it was really I weird. never saw the sequel, but I didn't Hoodwink, see the, sequel. I mean, the animation was the animation was like so weird because it looked like it would have been one of those like like fake movies, you know? It, was like where it wasn't like the full clay. Like, yeah, I think it was DreamWorks stuff, that did like, that, right? Yeah, but I think I so. really liked the humor. It was fantastic. They're, oh my gosh. You just opened up a lockbox in my brain. There's, that's, that's there's like, they go on story. an adventure too. They like, there's, I just remember this part with a goat that has horns that are so big that he uses them as a rocking chair. Oh my gosh. What is this movie? <laughs> It's craziness. Uh, it, it, it's craziness. Hoodwink. And that's another like update. Like the story of Red Riding Hood has always been like a, a tale. Like don't go, you know, don't go in the woods. Don't go to strange places. Um, but this one is basically like, well, don't. It's don't assume things about people that would be, um, you know, that couldn't be negative. But also like anyone can be the hero, even even the people that are supposed to be the victims. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like is a is a really good message compared to little girls don't go in the woods and they must be saved by big strong lumberjacks <laughs> that want to be actors otherwise they'll be whisked away by the bad boys i mean <laughs> we could just keep throwing in uh into the woods though because they also have red riding hood and uh in the but, movie but isaac haven't you been hearing wolf. me this whole episode don't go into the woods that's the whole that's the whole thing into the woods into the woods to grandmother's house oh man um so good uh when i was thinking about adaptions today i adaptations today (laughs) almost got me that time um besides like disney ones i was thinking um about how movies you know they get more modern and like they change to, to focus on newer audiences uh the grinch because like Obviously, there's the original The Grinch. Well, there's the book. And then there's the movie of The Grinch, which is almost like a page-by-page exact telling. The animated uh, It's a classic. Um, yeah, the cartoon one. And then there's the live-action with Jim Carrey, which has a lot of adult humor. And it's a fantastic movie, in my opinion. I watched that in seventh grade in school. And I got grossed out by the termites actually crawling in the, through in the, the teeth, That part yeah. gets me grossed every single time. But then, and my friend's next I, I to me, and he's like, "You know, it's just computer animated." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's still gross." I didn't want to see it. But then they they made a new adaptation. There's the newer one. I think it's is it Dreamworks? Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. And it's like, in that one, the Grinch is barely even a mean person. Like, I mean, it's a good movie, but he's it's like he's not as mean, and everything's a lot more modern. Like, he goes down and goes shopping. He like sees yeah. the people regularly, and there's a lot more like. There's a whole subplot about a girl, and it's like it's really trying to get to like a younger audience, and it's like, I don't know. I will I, say, uh, my niece loved that movie, um, to the point of watching it many times. Um, but also, Build a Bear had a Grinch come out with that one, and it was super cute. Um, and I almost got it. He, I did not it's get a, it. He's a cute but, Grinch. I'm not gonna he lie. Is. He's a little. He's fuzzy. He's not as gross at all. But he he was also like 
Here's a scarf. He's between the chaotic lawful, like he was in that chaotic lawful, chaotic neutral, and, you know, just chaotic bad, like in that area. Because like when he had when he takes the pickles or whatever out yeah. of the one lady's <laughs> basket, opens it, eats it, and is like, nope, spits back in, closes it, puts it in another person. So I was like, dude. Yeah. He still does crimes that that you that we've seen YouTubers probably do as well that would still get them in trouble. Yep. Just um, also, generally inconvenience people. Also, Pentatonix was in it as Who's that were singing. Oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, they were the ones Modern that was. Uh, I think it was God Resty Merry Gentlemen that they were singing when it's like the stomping coming towards the Grinch, yeah. and then he's able to escape into the store. Was. Pentatonics. So <laughs> that's funny. I need to watch that one. I didn't watch the the Cumberbatch version. It's. I mean, it's not. It's not my favorite of the Grinches. Um, but it's worth the. Mine's still the original animated one. I like that. But by the way, it depends on what mood I'm in for. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. The well, okay. So like two things. One is off topic. Going back to Hoodwinked, that was out in two thousand five. Five. Which is like what. Uh, did not think it was that old um but for the Jim Carrey version there's the scene where he is trying to like make everything on the table like crash and break and he, he rips he, out the, the cloth. tablecloth and everything stayed in place so him going back and like shoving it all off was unscripted but they kept it in and I was like but that works because yeah. it shows you the original Grinch being mean and angry and just like, I don't care about shit. Let me just destroy it all. Mm-hmm. I love it. it. I kind of like changes the idea of like the original. It's like, it's supposed to show like the Grinch's growth from this like awful person. But this one, the, it sounds like the new one's like, oh, we don't want to like create this really awful role model for kids because you're supposed to end up liking him at the end. So let's not make him too bad. Is it like that? Yeah. Yeah, the new one, he's, he's kind of just, like, antisocial. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's also, it plays into the, um, what the Jim Carrey version came out with, was of, like, he was bullied and stuff. Like, yeah. like, they show, you know, the one neighbor that's like, oh, hey, dude, like, come on down. But, like, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, like, you kind of, you know, he lives far away in the mountain of trash, and um, oh, on sad topics. So the Grinch, how all of his possessions are from the dump. That means that Max was a uh, Christmas say puppy who got, say <laughs> who got thrown away and the Grinch saved him. So like there is a redeeming quality of the Grinch, whether we, you know, I fully told it right away, um, but just implications that you realize in the movies. Um so the Grinch saves him. So the Grinch is a good guy if you're okay. nice to him. Okay. And like, don't give him a reason to hate you. Yeah. Which also the Max in the new version was like absolutely adorable. Like, I mean, he kind of took advantage. I mean, he took advantage of Max a lot, but also just like the fact that Max was like, oh, I need a bowl. Like, here, let me do all this. <laughs> yeah. It is silly stuff. Like, it was so cute. I love it. So, um, does that wrap up our conversation of, of adaptations? I think we, we covered a lot of stuff. 
adaptations and adaptions. adaptions. Both of them. Adaptations and adaptions. Well, there's our episode title. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just o- over time, stories change as do people. So, um, and so do our, our values and beliefs. So it's time to reflect those. And some people are doing a great I job. Just... And there are a lot of stories we didn't mention that haven't adapted and haven't changed. So for film creators out there, find those that aren't updated, that don't reflect the way we think now, and then find a way to turn it into a new story because that is a good way to carry on tradition as well while keeping things modern. So, yeah. so as I always also here, just found out really quick that there was a 2006 musical film adaptation of Red Riding Hood that starred Henry Cavill. And, and now, now I know go... what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> go look that up. We're going to go find it. Oh, oh, breaking news. I meant to mention this in our geek news segment, but I forgot. So there are rumors about Spider-Man No Way Home that Tom Holland may be making a cameo appearance in the film. Tom Holland, the actor? Yeah. Who is playing Spider-Man? Doom? I don't know what you're talking about. Tom Holland might be in Spider-Man Timothy No Way Shamalay, Home. Timothy or however you say his name. No. Oh, wait, Tom Holland's not in Dune. What was the other one that he was just in? Um, a lot, lot but, of stuff. He was in a lot of stuff. But anyway, Chaos no. Walking? No. Uh, that Tom one? Holland. My, the this is supposed all to be the a joke, but it, it's, it's the, the, the joke hit missed. You say I, it's a joke, but I mean, if it's a movie about the multiverse, that would be really funny if it was like, oh, here's a version of... I just thought it was funny to go like, oh, this guy we already know is in the movie? He's going to be in the movie. But Wait. anyway, as always here on Raving Geeks, we like to uh, end with some recommendations for our viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or anything else geeky. So, uh, what do y'all what do y'all want to recommend this week? Well, Ben Barnes, who played Prince Caspian in the Narnian Chronicles. Oh, what a guy! <laughs> as well as General Kirigan in the Netflix show Shadow and Bone, um, recently released a song called Eleven Eleven, and I listened to it for like the entirety for the first time today and that man has an absolutely beautiful voice at one point he goes up and hits a high note and i was in my car going excuse me you just did what um (laughs) it was very good um but so on that note besides listening to that song i am recommending the narnian movies the chronicles Mm. of narnia the line the witch in the wardrobe chronicles of narnia prince caspian as well as the voyage of the dawn treader all three Awesome movies. Two of them have Ben Barnes in them. Yes, they do. And all of them have William Mosley in it. My childhood crush. So yeah, that's my... Um, my recommendation, just because you mentioned Ben Barnes and you mentioned Henry Cavill, um, uh, I have an actual recommendation, but also just to bring this up, uh, the movie Stardust, based on the book by Neil Gaiman, fantastic. Ben Barnes is in it as... Uh, a character as the main character's dad at one point. Uh, Henry Cavill's in it as an uptight British man named Humphrey, who's blonde. Um, but besides that, it's super good. It's got Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer, that white gold. Uh, it's fantastic. But uh, my actual recommendation is the... Uh, so from the people that made Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor, both are fantastic on Netflix. Uh, they just came out with a miniseries of seven episodes called Midnight Mass, which is also like an eerie horror show. Uh, and I watched 
I've watched six of the seven episodes. I have one left, and it's so good. I highly recommend it. Um, it takes place on a small island, and it's like weird things start happening. Uh, some supernatural things as well. Um, so yeah, watch that. Brendan? Nice. Oh yeah, my, my first recommendation, real quick. If you haven't been watching it, uh, Marvel What If. Uh, we got one episode left. This week's episode was Woo-hoo! some prime MCU content. Uh, absolutely insane. So many Easter eggs, so much like plot happened. Uh, highly recommend. Um, but then uh, just this one isn't like a super specific recommendation, but if you've uh, kind of like based off what we have seen, if you ever wanted to um, find some reimaginings of some classic fairy tales, there's a there's I think it was from the 90s, but a book called Politically Correct Bedtime Stories or Politically Correct Fairy Tales that uh, kind of reimagined some of these stories like uh, trying to not uh, appropriate cultures and peoples uh, or rely on stereotypes. Um, but it's not just that book. Like there's a lot of like re-updated versions that are supposed to be like kind of comedic. Um, so I just go, go on a Google search. Most of them are open source, like free like PDFs to read. So th- those are always fun. But that's all we have for y'all today. Thank you for joining us here at Rating Geeks. Make sure to comment wherever you're listening from. Still looking for, uh, you know, intro questions, topics, anything y'all want to hear from us. So go for it. We'd love to hear uh, what you thought about today's episode or uh, anything you want to hear from us in the future. So also feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter at Raving Geeks, as well as our TikTok. Uh, we, have, we are not able to respond to DMs on TikTok um, yet, but we're hopefully- Slide notes under our doors. We'll respond. Um, we can don't respond come to, to comments. We can respond to comments on TikTok. We can respond to comments on TikTok. So comment, not to DM. So as always, I have been Brendan Valentine, along with my fellow co-hosts. Hope Goodrell. And I'm the adaption of Isaac Hunter. <laughs> uh, stay geeky and have a great week, everyone. So long.